0: welcome to broadway's backbone with brad bradley a podcast dedicated to the men and women of the ensemble the chorus of dancers singers and actors that are the foundation of every broadway musical these often unsung gypsies are the hardest working people on the boards and are well broadway's backbone welcome to episode 92 my guest is jaron franz hi welcome jaron franz to broadway's backbone how are you today
1: Hey, Brad. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to connect and chat about all the good stuff when it comes to health and wellness for actors and artists. I'm good.
0: I'm very impressed with you because you reached out to me and then uh, I've been busy and then there was a pandemic. And just your commitment and persistence, straight away I was like, that's the type of attitude that I am attracted to in people. So I definitely want to interview this gentleman. And then I kept putting it off and you did not drop the ball. And I think that that's what I'm finding is very important with getting anything done is that not dropping the ball and continuing is so so important and it's so attractive and not in a physical way just in the type of person that doesn't drop the ball i like that even more about you because it takes determination
1: well i appreciate that sentiment and i i agree i mean everything i'm sure we'll talk much more about my journey but like everything i've learned being in the acting industry and leaning towards a fitness and health and wellness journey like you learn like you gotta have discipline you gotta have focus you gotta show up and you got to follow up and the theater world has definitely taught me that over and over and over again and uh, it's definitely something that i help my my clients with as well showing up with more confidence and, and steadiness
0: it's discipline that definitely drives people and i think that we as performers love having discipline but almost every performer i know no matter what they did when the pandemic hit discipline was really hard it kind of flew out the window A lot of people were just waiting around for their shows to reopen, not realizing how long this pandemic was going to go. So I think one thing we'll talk about is how to keep discipline in this time of crisis.
1: Yeah, it's been a tough year for sure. Just on this topic of discipline, just to get right into it. I mean, I have been checking in on all of my friends and my acting peers to be like, hey, Are you taking care of yourself? Are you still finding a way to show up, even if the work isn't there right now? If we learned anything over the last year, it's that your your health and wellness, your energy is so important. And when we can't get to do the things we love to do, which is connecting with people, sharing our art, telling stories, we've got to find other ways to do that. We've got to find other ways to give ourselves that energy back or else we'll just feel very stuck and that's not a place that a lot of actors ever like to feel
0: not at all and I think when we're told that we need to show up we so think about like oh we have to show up at the theater we have to show up at the gym we have to show up at dance class when it's really about just showing up for ourselves and if that just means a yoga mat in your living room that's what it means it doesn't have to be this big thing that we're showing up for and we have to prepare for we just have to do it for ourselves and that's harder when you don't have a place to go or you don't have someone else to meet you just have to do it for yourself
1: right i mean that's my whole mission is reminding actors and performers and directors and producers and artists of all types in our industry to raise your energy to lift up your, your vitality so that you can ultimately do what you wanna do more of. Like you wanna impact the world with the stories that you tell as an actor. And we've been through a lot, <laughs> not just this pandemic, but just so much else going on in our, our lives and our world that we need actors more than ever. Showing up doesn't just mean, yeah, the, the auditions and being consistent and, and, you know, sending your emails and your headshots to casting directors. No, that means like taking care of yourself and making sure that you are a priority. Because if you're not showing up for yourself, you can't do any of those other things that we love to do. So absolutely, complete in agreement with that.
0: So tell me where you're from and how did you get started in fitness and where are you now?
1: I grew up being on stage all the time. My dad was a jazz singer. I, I think I played soccer for about two weeks in elementary school and I got cast in the high school Musical as young Patrick Dennis in Maine. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, this is so much more fun. And then from, you know, age like seven and on, I dedicated my myself to, to learning the craft of acting and performance and went to a performing arts high school based in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Then I went to a conservatory, Point Park University. And then of course I made the transition finally to live in New York all along the way. In this industry, every step of the way, I had all my mentors and you know, a commercial agent tell me, jaren you got to go to the gym, you got to look better, you got to look the part, or else you're not going to get cast. And so, growing up with these crazy pressures in this industry, it was a pretty harsh reality that your physique and your aesthetic plays a big part in getting work. And of course, I listened to that advice and. I would try to go to the gym. I would try to like meal prep or I, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just doing it for all the wrong reasons because I wanted to quote, look the part end quote, and eventually I crashed and I burned. And so as I was in New York and like within that first year, I mean, man, everyone always says it like, you know, if you can do anything else in the theater world other than acting, then do it. I refuse to believe that, but we all get it now. I mean, this industry is, is pretty brutal. And so i had several wake-up calls my energy was non-existent i was living like a hermit in my apartment because that's all i could afford couldn't go out and see any shows couldn't eat You know, I had such a lack of confidence. I was going into the audition room thinking like I was faking it well enough and just getting nowhere in the career. And ultimately it was, I had this chance meeting with a a manager that she was very kind, very nurturing and she was a big time manager. It was like out of a movie. She said, oh, she came up to me at an opening night party that I was able to go to and I couldn't believe (laughs) that she like, thought me across the room. I went in for a meeting and she in a very loving way just told me like, hey, you're just not ready yet, kid. And I was crushed. I felt like I, I didn't represent the roles I wanted to play and I didn't represent the person I wanted to be. And this is now probably about a year into living in New York and eventually I said, that's it, I'm gonna figure this out and I'm going to get in shape and I'm gonna feel better about myself. Along the way of that, all of those crazy milestones and roadblocks I kept hitting, i finally let go of those pressures i finally decided to to detach myself from oh a young leading man and i just said i'm gonna get in shape for myself i'm gonna be happy for myself i didn't care about the, the physique anymore and slowly but surely my confidence grew i was seeing results which was always nice and then i started getting somewhere in my career callbacks and meetings with people i never thought i would be able to meet with and so ultimately my whole journey in in and fitness like led me to create a method that I teach to other actors and performers out there called the get a list fit method. I help actors. Yes. Get lean. And yes build muscle, but most importantly, shift their perspective on fitness. Make sure that they're in it for the right reasons and make sure that they're growing their confidence because that's truly what what matters in the end.
0: One thing uh, stuck out a little bit that I've heard repeatedly, and I know it's true, is that casting directors are now saying you have to go to the gym. Young students come to New York City, A casting director will say the first thing you need to do is find a good gym membership. And when I first moved to New York, the casting directors would say, First thing you need to do is find a good acting coach and a good singing coach. So it's sad and interesting that the priorities and standards of what the aesthetic is, is that that's the first thing that you should suggesting you do when it used to be like focus on your talent first. Do you think that has to do with the Instagram generation? Does it have to do with media? Why do you think that the focus on that has completely shifted to have to be about appearance?
1: yeah i think for sure just for me growing up it's interesting to hear you talk about like where you were when you first got to new york for us now like in my generation it's very apparent that like you know this whole idea of the broadway body was floating around out there you know the industry is highly highly competitive of course you need to stand out but at the same time i think that came from this idea of like being the best you can be and being in the best shape and looking hot and lean and toned. that's where that idea came from and at the same time, I have a lot of hope that that narrative is actually slipping away. This always sounds weird coming from me, a fitness coach for actors, but it is my mission to end the Broadway body. There is no such thing as the perfect Broadway body. The, this movement of, of body positivity in the acting world from stage to screen is like incredible. And slowly but surely, I think we're turning that corner to get away from that. And when I'm working with you as my client, like that's the first thing I ask you. Like what do you want? to create for your life. What type of results do you wanna get? Not because a casting director told you you need to look a certain way, but why is this important to you? So I think it all came from the competitiveness, but I also am hopeful and empowered that we're getting away from it. But there's more inclusivity in casting and people are more open to breaking these false definitions and these false narratives of what a leading lady has to look like, what an ingenue should Look like no, there is no definition on that. But the one of the incredible things about storytelling is that <laughs> it's re, it's based off real life, and we are real people. We can represent an ingenue whatever way they look like. You know, that's who they are. Just had to put that out there. That like we're getting away from that finally, slowly but surely. There's still a lot of work to be done, but I think it is starting to happen.
0: Well, I agree with you definitely on the inclusivity part of it, which I think that whole part of it is incredible, and the whole body positive and accept yourself who you are. And I definitely see that movement growing away. As much as I see that getting bigger, I don't see the other part of it diminishing. When it comes to like, if you're uh, an ensemble guy or an ensemble girl, I mean that pressure to still stay fit is still going to be there. It just is now open to all body types I still think that that pressure isn't gonna go away for a lot of it, especially I think young men and women. Once you get older, I feel like they can say, oh, but if you're young and eager, you're still gonna be put in that box of like, well, you have to still be hot. You have to be able to hit this note, do a triple pirouette and have biceps (laughs) and an ab. And you're like, "Uh, okay, when am I gonna do all this and get a job?
1: I hear you on that. I get it. I, I, I mean, obviously if you wanna survive in this industry, you do have to be strong. You do have to have stamina. You do have to make sure that you have enough energy to do the crazy work. And like we started the conversation off in a discipline, work ethic, it's unmatched in our industry, which is really cool to say. But I always wanna make sure that people truly get to the real heart of it. Like I was led down the wrong road. I don't want anybody else to be led down that road as well. Like I want you to decide, why is this important to you? Why does this matter to you? I think the pressures of Looking a certain way will eventually shift, and I hear what you're saying. I think it starts with overall like health and, and vitality. But we're getting there. You know, more work to be done. You got to be strong. You got to be healthy. I'm I'm staying helpful.
0: <laughs> no, I no, yeah, I, I completely agree. For example, right now I'm in the best shape I've ever been, but that didn't start until my 40s. When I was in my 20s and my 30s, I was never a person that liked the gym. All my time, my physical energy was in dance class, and I was like, I was in good shape for being a dancer, and I took care of myself. But I also was, I drank a lot, and so I still had a beer belly and bloated. So the last thing I wanted to do is like go to the gym, and I had so much body shame because I just wasn't that type of person to actually care about that. And like, even at the time, I was, I I'm, I'm still am, I'm very hairy, and so people would make fun of that and so the last thing I wanted to do is like go show people in the gym how embarrassed I was to be working out. How do you deal with men and women who they have body shame and insecurity, and they have to get over that in order to become fit or just become healthy, because it's not about necessarily getting a rock-hard body as much as it's having a healthy body for what your body type is.
1: Absolutely, yeah. A lot of my clients come to me. You know, I work with actors, principal leads on Broadway. I work with 65-year-old guys in national tours. I work with people on Netflix shows, on the cast and the crew, and... Even some artistic directors, and it's all the same. Everyone comes from the same place that they're not feeling good. Mm. And that's what we have to work on. Like, it's almost the easy part. Working out, eating well, that's the easy part. First of all, you need a clear cut plan. You need some solid structure in your life. You need to make sure that you are focusing on the right thing. There's so many shiny objects in the fitness world like, oh, try this diet. Or, oh, hey, here's the latest and greatest trend with your workout. And, that's cool at all, but is it effective for you? Is it effective for your lifestyle? That's what I'm always trying to get clear on for my clients to make sure I, you know, cause I come from the acting industry, I get how demanding it is. Like, is this gonna be realistic for you long-term? So first you need a structured plan, but the other thing you absolutely need is the inner work. That's the stuff that needs to happen. When I speak to my clients, you know, we usually have a, a pretty deep dive conversation first, even before we begin working together, because I want to make sure that we're all on the same page. And it's pretty consistent across the board. There's different patterns that we hold on to. You know, it almost sounds like seven year old versions of us or twelve year old version of us. And, you know, we love all those parts of us, but those parts of us are like holding on to some trauma maybe. And those are the parts that we now in the driver's seat, we get to decide, okay, I'm gonna let go of that now cause that's no longer serving me. So when you're talking about body shame or even like perfectionism, or of course this comes up a lot, a lack of motivation. Oh, I know I should work out Jaren, but I just can't get myself going. I hear you on all of that. And anybody out there listening to this in your audience, like if that's you, you're not alone. And nothing is broken about you, nothing needs to be fixed, but you do have an opportunity to change your narrative. So in addition to the structure of the workout plan and the nutrition plan, we gotta rewire your brain a little bit. We gotta let go of that body shame. We learn to heal our relationship with food, and learn to like love ourselves no matter what, as we push ourselves forward. And that's a deeper inner process. That starts with some exercises to really get clear on, ooh, I'm still holding on to that thing that happened to me uh, in that audition six years ago. It's time I let that go. That's a lot of the, the conversations that I have with my clients. This ain't no cookie cutter type of program that I, I do with my clients, because I, I, my goal is not only to help you get results, it's just to help you keep those results, and I'm always ranting and raving about it on Instagram, you gotta make sure you're doing the mindset work. You gotta make sure that you're shifting your habits to make sure it all adds up. That's kind of where I stand on that. Uh, I I have a bone to pick with the fitness world, people that are just like looking at workouts. We could sit down and Google anything we wanted, but if you're not getting the the mental clarity and you're not doing the habit-based work and you're not getting the support for that, then you gotta look twice. Otherwise, you might end up in a cycle and a pattern, and that's what we don't want.
0: I find that that's when I started getting the most results is when I had the right mindset and I was eating properly because I don't think you realize how much the mindset is important as opposed to just, oh, this is what I'm doing. I mean, it does take a whole nother part of you. I think that I like that that's probably why I connected to yoga first initially you are connecting to something that's greater than yourself and the meditation and you're processing something going on in your head through your body and I like that mind-body connection but that isn't something that just comes naturally and it's kind of uncomfortable because you're like what how do you (laughs) explain to them that all of that is working together
1: yeah the mind-muscle connection is so key I'm so glad you mentioned that because that is really the thing that changed my physical progress for sure is when I actually started like being conscious and aware of like how my body is moving and as actors hey guys we, we had a head start because we're pretty good with this as is like we look at the mirror in a rehearsal room and we understand the lines that we create with our body and the pictures we tell when we're, we're on stage so I, <laughs> I often refer to the music man's think it method where you know yes. Harold Hill saying just just think it and just keep practicing it in your head and then all of a sudden you'll be able to, to play it like magic. It kind of starts like that, but of course you got to implement on it. So if you know you're doing uh, I'm just holding a pen right now. If you if you're doing a bicep curl and you're curling up this pen in my hand even though it's a pen, this is light as a feather, I am squeezing every fiber in my muscle right? I'm creating that picture of the starting position and the ending position. I'm imagining that a photographer is taking pictures of me the whole time as I'm doing this, And every line in my body is sharp and clean. And I am putting the mental focus into the bicep curl and I'm holding a pen. Now, if I was really doing this with a dumbbell too, like, can you imagine the benefits? So number one, that just shows you that you don't need a lot of equipment to get great results. You can, if you got a, a book bag or you got some wine bottles at home, you could do a really good workout if you're practicing the mind-muscle connection. And the other thing that tells you is like, it sounds a little woo-woo, I get it, but you can mentally put effort into your muscle and therefore get better results. There are studies that shown when you're more mentally connected and you're really focusing on the work that your body is doing, you actually see growth and progress a lot faster which is really cool
0: well let's just talk now about the fact that you can't necessarily go to the gym you can't necessarily just go get your personal training session at least not here in new york city so how are you getting people motivated to be like okay i know this is hard but find a place in your apartment and just go and do it how have you had to just get people started because it's that initial like getting on the mat once you get there you're gonna do it how do you get people from off the couch eating Cheetos to actually beginning a life transformation?
1: Yeah. Life transformation. That's that's key right there. If you truly, truly want to make a serious impact in your health, then you should get support and accountability. Just like an actor has an agent or a manager or a vocal coach, you also should have a fitness coach in your life. And when you are financially invested, you hold your feet to the fire. You know, it's not like I'm just throwing a workout plan at you and saying, good luck. I'm actually with you every step of the way. So when it comes to getting started and getting off the couch, you mentioned something really important. You got to be financially invested. I mean, that certainly helps. Like when you hold your feet to the fire, that makes sure that you actually do the work and you deserve a support system. You deserve accountability. Like an actor has a agent or a manager and a vocal coach you should also have a fitness coach in your corner that can actually show you what to do and make sure you're actually doing the thing you know the first step in all of that is yes a support system and yes sure be be invested in it in whatever way that means for you but you do got to get up and do it you do have to do it and that's the thing that's people wait around like we're waiting for godot it's motivation we're waiting for motivation stop waiting to be motivated get up and do it. And if that means you hire a fitness coach, if that means you have an accountability friend who meets with you virtually every day at 11 a.m. to do a 30 minute workout, then do it. Here's an anchoring exercise that really changed my life. This is called The Five Second Rule, based on an incredible book by Mel Robbins. Should be required reading for all artists out there. It's a self development book about getting out of your own head, which is what actors here. <laughs> we tend to get stuck up there. We go up in our heads and we forget a line. We actually do that in our real life as well. So anytime you feel the calling or the urge, ooh, I should get up and do a workout, all I want you to do is count backwards from five, <laughs> five, four, three, two, one. By the time you get to one, I want you to actually get up and take an action, do something, move. Because with that action, that comes inspiration, which leads to motivation, which leads to consistency, which is what gets you results. So get a support system, get invested, find accountability, and get yourself anchored by breaking the pattern. If you're waiting for motivation, if you find yourself like feeling a little bit lazy and hanging out on the couch, jump up. Five, four, three, two, one. Go and do it.
0: I definitely like that. Question, of because you're a performer, is that why you decided that actors and performers would be your niche and who you would focus on?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I know the world so well, and it was my life. You know, I was uh, doing the whole New York City thing. I was hitting the the pavement and and doing all the auditions, and I knew how challenging it was to actually make a change. Once I made the decision in my head that, okay, I'm going to figure this out, I started showing up at the gym and I had to balance that with auditions and callbacks. I had to find flexibility. I had to really get real with myself and do that, that inner work that I've been talking about. And I realized like, oh, it doesn't have to be that hard. And actors could use some support with this. So it really started, I was doing Light in the Piazza. I was playing Fabrizio and my, a lot of my friends and castmates were like, all right, Jaren, what are you doing? Teach us your ways. And from there, I was like, I started developing and testing my method on my friends. And there was a real need for some really strong accountability and structure. And so that's how the Get A-List Fit method was created. I, I work exclusively with actors and performers and people in this industry, choreographers, dancers, artistic directors, because we're, we're a special type of people. You deserve someone that gets your lifestyle and not only cares about your physique goals and your fitness goals, but also like... I care about my clients so much. I want to hear about their relationships. I want to hear about their, their career. I want to support them to make sure that their life looks like the way they want it to, you know?
0: I definitely do. I, I definitely like that a lot. So I know in San Diego, some yoga studios are open. How has that affected your life and your career that we as performers don't have theaters, but trainers oftentimes don't have gyms. How has that affected you and are you completely online or how does that work? Or in San Diego, are you able to work out on the beach?
1: Uh, Working out on the beach? I don't know. It sounds a little sandy. Uh, Yeah, I just made the official move just actually a few weeks ago. Talk about, like, you know, building out your life the way you want it to. For me, you know, living in the city, like, that was, I thought, my dream for so long in New York. And then my wife and I would talk, yeah, we, we would try the West Coast if we had a reason to. And so ultimately we were able to create some opportunities for ourselves and we made the move out here. My method though, is completely online. Even before the pandemic happened, I've been coaching clients that were on tour or in wet in, in the West coast or on Netflix shows, filming in Paris. Like That's kind of the flexibility about the way I like to work with my clients. Like sure. It's great to have like a 45 minute session with a person once you're there with them. But the way, I work with my clients, I'm able to be there with them every step of the way, every single day. And that's why I really see this as a mentorship. So that's how I work with my clients. And for me personally, like yeah, we gotta get creative nowadays, we don't have the gym. But I do wanna reassure everybody, as I mentioned earlier, you don't need fancy equipment to see progress. You don't need uh, access to a gym just to get results. You can make a lot happen with some simple strategies to lean down and and get some muscle. So it's possible. I've been training all my clients at home specifically for the last year because of the pandemic. And it kind of looks like we're doing a little bit more of that for this year too.
0: I've liked my Zoom workouts, but I've had accountability partners. I've done it with my sister. I really only started getting into fitness because of injuries. I had a, a back injury and finally my body was like, okay, you know what? If you're gonna continue doing this, you need to work out for strength, for injury recovery. How do you find a workout and a program different from someone that's dealing with injuries and wanting to strengthen themselves completely for that version as opposed to now I'm getting in shape and now I'm changing my life and I wanna get results. How do you view those two different types of scenarios?
1: Working with dancers, of course, there's usually a history of injury. And for me, functionality, flexibility, and strength is so important. I want to make sure my clients are doing everything properly, safely, and, of course, effectively. It's not just about looking good. It's, it's really about feeling good and being able to perform eight shows a week. So that's why having a, a custom approach designed around your life and, and your specific body and your diet preferences and any injuries you might have is, is really important. Work with qualified people, people that that get you and understand. So usually I'll do a, a pretty deep dive audit of my clients to understand, okay, where are you coming from? What's going on? We've got knee issues, we've got back issues. It's stuff that be taken very seriously and it's stuff that can be worked on. So I make sure that that my clients have a strong support system in me and we're doing a little bit of mobility work, rehab work, and we're seeing the results as well physically.
0: Yeah, because I really like that because I'm finally for the first time in my life seeing a lot of results, but I definitely was slow and steady, completely strength-based. So I'm always curious about people who talk about glamour muscles as opposed to strength muscles cuz i don't really understand like the difference cuz if a muscle's big shouldn't it be strong why is it a glamour muscle
1: there are different strategies to target different things i remember before i really figured out and got certified in fitness coaching myself I had a friend who was chorus boy type and we would go work out together and I would be super intimidated afterwards. He'd say, all right, let's go to McDonald's and eat a bunch of hamburgers and like cheeseburgers and fries. And I'm like, wait, what? And that's what he called the dirty bulk. It's, it's a strategy bulk up, putting on more muscle by eating tons of caloric food. And of course you can gain some muscle size, but along with that, if you're not eating well, <laughs> you're going to be gaining a lot of body fat as well. So yes, Looking good is important. Looking good makes you feel good, but I would also argue that feeling good helps you look good. So there's so many different ways to do a, a dirty bulk or a lean bulk. I talk to my clients about body recomposition. Yes, losing body fat is usually a goal for all my clients. They also want to be gaining muscle. So I take a slow and steady approach to make sure that, okay, you're building up strength, you're building up endurance, which is so important for, I mean, really any actor, any the answer out there that demand physicality for their work. And with that strength and endurance, sure, you start to see the vanity muscle or the glamour muscle, but that's kind of a cherry on top. My favorite part about the process is just really, <laughs> I sometimes say, hey, I've been tricking you this whole time. You have been so consistent about working out. You're seeing the results, but this is now like a lifetime habit for you. Whether you realize it or not, you're a different type of person. And you can be assured that as long as you take small consistent effort you're going to keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger and you're going to keep looking better and better and better nice well-rounded muscles an a-list physique if you will but a body that really is matched in your own strength yes you can have bulky muscles but if you don't have the strength behind it then what's the point you know
0: no that makes sense and it does take time to get results and it is a long-term investment how do you keep people motivated to get to that point where you're really going to start to see a difference. It can take a long time. Maybe some people see results right away, and I know people like that, and they just have been given different metabolism than most other people. So how do you keep the motivation going like in month six where their clothes are fitting different and they are feeling definite changes, but they don't see it and they don't really necessarily see it on the scale, but they can feel it? How how do you say, look, you're so at a good point. If you just get past this, then your body's gonna start changing. Cause like after working out for four to six months and not seeing results, I could get discouraged. I know I, I do and I have.
1: Of course, it, it makes a lot of sense. And that's why it goes back to like, make sure you're doing the, effective, the correct effective strategies. It's actually pretty typical that my clients start to see the benefits within three weeks of working with me and they start to feel the benefits within two weeks, which is really exciting. But you're right. Let's be realistic, guys. We all understand logically that results don't happen overnight. We get that. It's the emotional side that it's really hard to deal with. The number on the scale doesn't tell the full story. You might have lost five pounds of body fat, but you maybe gained five pounds of muscle, and so the number is the same. All right. So that's why you need to measure your progress, not only with the scale, but also with your measurements, with your you know before and after pictures, with how your clothes are fitting, and how you're feeling if you're getting better sleep if you are feeling more confident, what your friends say about you, like all of those things really matter in measuring your progress. But if you're not seeing results just yet, longevity, sustainability, consistency, like those words have to be your best friend and you have to trust your process. So that's why I say, make sure you have a process that actually works. But also like I've kind of floated around the, the topic of, of habits and mindset and shifting the, the narrative away from, oh, I have to go and do a workout and think more in the place of, oh, I am someone now who works out. When you can adopt that type of mindset, that's like an identity-based habit, then it gets so much easier for you to just keep going. It's scientific, it is fact. If you keep going, if you keep moving forward, you will get somewhere, you know? So that's why it takes reassurance, it takes the right strategy, and the last thing you wanna do is jump ship. Usually people are like, oh, I've hit a plateau, I need to change everything up. Uh, Not so fast. Make sure that you're doing strength training focused workouts. Make sure you're fueling your body properly with the right caloric numbers and make sure like it's going to add up to the end result. But don't try to do something drastically different just yet. Make sure you get the right, like you're consulting with someone that is double checking and making sure that your work is good. Just have faith, people. I know that's like, Oh, it's so easy to say, yes, just keep going, just stay motivated. It's not about the motivation. It's not even about the end goal. I want everyone out there to set goals, but don't focus on the goals. Instead, set your goals and then focus on the actions it takes you to get those goals. That's the key mental shift that we all need to embrace a little bit more of.
0: Yeah, I like that. So I'm gonna have you completely pitch yourself in a bit here and put you on the spot. <laughs> I think you're fascinating. I want to get your spiel. But my question is, but I don't want you to give too much information away for free because we're all artists. We shouldn't do that. But if you had a suggestion of like just a baby step, I have friends that I know that just need a baby step. Um, Like the beginning of the pandemic, my baby step was I would do 10 squats, 10 push-ups. I'd meditate for five minutes and then do another 10 squats and 10 push-ups. And for that first month of the pandemic, that's all I could do. And luckily it went up more but I only chose those because I know those. What would you say, okay, if you just do one little thing a day that's going to lead into something else?
1: My mantra, as I shared earlier, is small, consistent effort. I think a lot of people think that like making a change in your health and your body requires a drastic overhaul, you know, thinking of shows like the biggest loser. That's like an intensive, extreme experience, and that's not real life and uh, unfortunately, the sad truth is a lot of those contestants on that show actually gained the weight back, which mm. is just so tragic. Yeah. So that's why a little bit goes a long way. Think about the three M's. You got movement to a little bit of movement every day. Sure, that could be a yoga class, a virtual yoga class, or that could be, like you said, 10 push-ups, 10 jumping jacks, 10 squats, 10 crunches. And do that like three times and then you have your macros macronutrients this is a little bit of nutrition here everybody you got to focus on what you're eating again this doesn't mean a drastic change in your diet this actually just starts with awareness so like my fitness pal is an incredible free tool for everybody out there check it out download it and just start tracking what you're eating i will tell you my fitness pal is a computer it's going to give you some suggestions it's not always best to listen to a computer. You've got to have someone to understand, you know, okay, does this make sense? Is this safe and realistic? But tracking your food is a really good place to start. So we got movement, we got macros, and then the third thing is mindfulness. I love that you started meditating. Meditating works for you, awesome. If it doesn't, no worries. Try journaling or try. Like, no joke, coloring in a coloring book. Like, I'm not even kidding. I did that a lot during the pandemic just to, like, kind of, like, let my mind wander and kind of get out of my head. To find an activity that, like, really allows you just to daydream in our, our creative space. I think we all need that. So, movement, macros, and mindfulness. That's the simplest place to start.
0: I love that. Okay, here you go. I'm putting you on the spot. Give me your pitch. If you really want to take
1: things to the next level, you know you can find me on Instagram. That's the best place to come and hang out with me and get some tips. I have a ton of uh, workout inspiration out there if you need some ideas of like what to be doing at home. And then if you really want to, to ramp things up, you might be a perfect fit for the Get A-List Fit method. My program is a 90-day mentorship for actors and artists in fitness and nutrition. It's built on structure. It's built on Education. I want, to, I want to teach all my clients how to become their own coach, essentially. I don't want them to ever have to wonder about what should they do for their workouts or what should they eat or not eat. I want you to have all the answers. And I, I built Get List Fit on accountability and support. And that's where I come in. That's why I call it a mentorship because it takes a deep level of trust and support to make sure that you're moving along in the right direction. So if anybody's interested out there, come hang out with me on Instagram at Jaron Fran. And actually, Brad, I'll just throw this out there for anyone listening. Uh, I have a whole fitness community for actors called Fitness for Actors on Facebook. It's a free community and if anybody wants to check it out, I have a little free mini course in there. I would love to get you in there. I do some next level trainings on quick efficient workouts, on flexible dieting, how to eat foods and really enjoy yourself and still see results. And I talk a lot about confidence, mindset and habits. If you come over to Instagram, at jaron franz and just dm me just tell me facebook group and i'll make sure you get the link and i'll get you in there for free and uh we'll get to hang out and i can get you started with with
0: some next steps spell your whole name for the ig is for everyone
1: at jaron franz j-a-r-o-n s-r-a-n-d at jaron franz with my full name and i'm always hanging out on instagram and the dm so if you got any questions hit me up over there too
0: was there a moment in your fitness career that Well, you were so proud of that you were like, this is great to have as an additional focus that made you be like, I'm on the right journey.
1: I know for me that realization happened when I started getting the feedback from my clients, how their life is after they work with me. And it's still my favorite thing. I mean, like I'm, (laughs) I I will jokingly say like, I love the heck out of my clients. I'm obsessed with them because I really do. We we, We form a deep bond and even months after someone goes to my program and once they know all the secrets, once they know exactly how to continue their fitness journey, I get messages from my clients that are like, Oh my God, Jaren, I, I can't even believe it. I just booked a huge role in the middle of a pandemic or I'll get messages from someone that'll say, well, I just want you to know, like you changed my life. <laughs> I'm like, how so? <laughs> that sounds really dramatic. And they're like, well, it's, it's, it's true. Like the support and the gentle, redirection that I needed when we were working together really added up. I think it's the confirmation of not just the physical results that my clients get, but the intangible results, the, the mental shifts, the growth and confidence. And just the, the confirmation for me is like, yeah, I found a new calling. I love performance. I love theater. It will never leave my heart, but starting your own business is a scary thing. And I am really grateful that I get to do it in such an impactful way so that I know that there's a ripple effect, right? I'm able to teach one client one thing, and she goes on and and performs on incredible stages across the world, and she's impacting those people in the audience, and those people in the audience are inspired by something she created. It really feels like that ripple effect moment for me when I get that feedback, and uh, as I watch my clients succeed well beyond our work together. That's how I know I'm doing the right thing.
0: Oh, that is fantastic. I love that. Is there a song right now that represents uh, you that is your favorite workout song or favorite motivational song that I would play out at the end of this podcast?
1: Ooh, yeah, this is so good. Well, first of all, I I can't be the only one out there that works out to to musical soundtracks. I mean... I'm always listening to something like Legally Blonde or Bridges of Madison County. I think the song that's kind of representing this chapter in my life is just really about me standing in my king energy and and really stepping into that A-list confidence myself. I mean, I practice what I preach. The method that I teach my clients is what I do. I feel like it's going to be so cheesy. Quick story time. I remember watching the Jekyll and Hyde DVD box set with, David Hasselhoff as the lead over and over and over again when I was like, you know, 13, 14. So I, I'm just going to go way back and throw it back to the song that's describing me in this moment is This Is The Moment. Not the David Hasselhoff version, but we'll say Robert Cucciuli.
0: <laughs> that is great. Oh, no, I used to love that song. I think it was the Cole Milkinson version I used to listen to over and over again. That's a great song. <laughs> well, this has been an amazing interview.
1: I appreciate that, Brad. Thank you so much for having me on. And again, anybody out there listening you know I know this time has been tough but keep focused on yourself put yourself first do a little bit of movement and if you need some extra support come find me on Instagram and I'll uh, I'll hook you up so I appreciate you Brad and, and thanks for this incredible conversation
0: oh no my pleasure thank you this is the moment this
2: is the day when I send all my doubts and demons On their way Every endeavor I have made ever Is coming into play Is here and now Today This is the moment This is the time When the momentum and the moment are in rhyme give me this moment this precious chance i'll gather up my past and make some sense at last this is the moment when all i Come on, this is the day. See it sparkle and shine when all I